0: Hey friends, welcome to Body Image with Brie. I am Brie, a licensed mental health counselor in the state of New Jersey and a body image and eating disorder recovery coach. This podcast is designed to help you make peace with your current body. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of diet culture, body image, and learning how to love the skin you're in. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Body Image with Brie, the podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's episode. But before I talk about that, I just wanted to say, whether you are a new listener or you are a longtime listener, I just want to thank you for being here. Putting together a podcast is a lot more work than I anticipated. It's also easier than I anticipated. It just takes, it takes time, so I have several episodes with incredible people that I have just been meaning to put out there. So thank you for your patience. I'm hoping to be able to roll out several episodes in the next coming week, weeks, because my goal was to have 12 episodes for episode or for, for season one. So I'm hoping to get out as many episodes as I can before the new year. And I just thank you for being here on this journey with me. And I hope that this space is one that is accessible to you and to all people to begin and to continue the conversation on body image. So for today's episode, I am so excited to bring you myself as I have uh, taken a piece of my Body Grievers mini bundle Podcast episode and turned it into an episode for all of you. I feel like what I've kept in here keeps the integrity of the episode without giving everything for those who paid for it. And besides, the podcast episode was just a bonus of the mini bundle. So if you've already purchased that, then you'll be familiar with the things I'll be talking about in this episode today. And it's a very short episode, it's only, um, 16 minutes so it's one that I encourage you to listen to and it's really just a very brief overview on the what. What is body grief? And I can assure you that there are going to be many parts following this as this is sort of the crux of my work of making space for sitting in the suck and making space for grief. So without further ado let's listen to the episode. So let's talk about grief. If you have been on my page, you know that's something that I talk about a lot. And the definition of grief is deep sorrow. And when you look up the definition of sorrow, it's defined as a feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment or misfortune suffered by oneself or someone else. And when I think about grief, I think there is a lack of understanding and psychoeducation on what grief includes in our world today. I think we often have this misconception that grief is death, is loss. And while that is the most common case of grief, there are so many other examples of grief. Other examples of grief can include losing a job, uh, moving away, This current time that we're living in in a pandemic, there's a loss of normalcy. All these are examples of grief. And I think there's a common misconception too that grief has an end date. The greatest misconception is that you know you'll 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 experience grief and then you'll experience relief. And that's just not the case, right? Oftentimes, in order to come to a place of resolution with our grief, what we need to find is radical acceptance. So let me give you a little bit more about uh, acceptance. If you've listened to my podcast, uh, you'll be familiar with this concept. So acceptance is this idea of accepting the facts without feeling or judgment. Like it is what it is, is acceptance, but in a very un Supportive way, <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of times we replace or we have this this misnomer that acceptance means that I like this thing or that I enjoy this thing. When in reality, it's just accepting what is. So let me give you an example. There's this fantastic meme on the internet where it has two drawings, right? And on one side, we have this picture of rain and there's same picture side by side. But on one side, it lists, it's raining, it's cold, it's wet, I don't like it, it doesn't make me feel good. And then on the other side, it says it's raining. And this is where acceptance is key in, in finding peace with our grief. Because it's not that we don't experience all those other things, but it's coming to terms with this is our reality. I also think that too, if we're gonna talk about body acceptance, there's this misconception, again, that acceptance equals love, right? That when I accept my body, I'm going to love all of the parts of my body. And I, I would argue that we probably need a larger definition of love because I believe personally that body love is a byproduct, not an outcome. But I think when it comes down to it, body acceptance is far more pertinent when it comes to exploring our body grief, right? Because I think that if we can make space and we'll hold space, that holding space is a technique, that it it takes time and practice, that it's not innate, that it feels uncomfortable, but we can do hard things. And I think one of the biggest fears that people have around grief is that if I allow grief to have a seat at the table, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get stuck there. She's she's never going to leave, right? That it's an unwelcomed guest that will never leave. And what I, I understand that, and I used to think that too, that if I allow the sadness to set in, that I will never get out of it. But it's just not true, right? I think we learn to live around it, and then we can treat grief like an old friend rather than an invader and somebody who's not welcome and has no business being present with us. I I think that the other issue here too is grief is is such a broad topic. Uh, and I think when it comes to body grief, right? Let's come up with some examples of what might grieve us in our body. I know for me, grieving the loss of never having the body that I thought I was going to have. Like I believed With enough discipline, with enough diligence and hard work, that I was going to be able to get it, that that one day I was going to figure it out. So, when I realized the science behind dieting, that my body size has a set weight point, that my efforts were for naught, there was a deep sadness that came over me. And when I thought about it, right, when I really sat into the discomfort, I had to figure out, well, what is motivating this sadness? And for me, it was layered. I think, but the biggest piece for me was realizing, what am I going to miss out on because of my body? Right? Does this, I had to address all of these deep, rooted, core beliefs that I was afraid of. But even just an example, I know for me, my biggest fear was not being loved by a partner, that my body would discredit me from, from falling in love. And that was a story that I was told not just by people in my life, but by society. There was a representation of people in larger bodies and this is a much in, in relationship. this is a much bigger conversation uh, about fat phobia and you know there's there's a lot here. And so really what this is, is just breaking the surface around body grief, around what does losing out on this ideal body mean for you? Another example of body grief for me has always been pictures and whether it be twofold. So it's not just looking at a picture like uh, of the past and being like, oh, wow, I can't believe I was so small then. And I hated my body in that photo and then missing that body. There was grief there, but I would say probably a more common uh, body grief for me would be in the here and now and taking photos and being filled with grief of, Oh, that's what I look like and being sad that that is what I look like. And I remember when that would happen in times past, I think I would just minimize it and just be like, Oh, whatever. It, like you know this is this is motivation for me to uh, start my diet. But when I gave up dieting, it felt like, well, now what? now there's there's nothing else to do. I'm just sitting sitting in this suck, which if you've been on my page, it's something that I talk about often. How do we sit in the suck? So here we are sitting in this suck, being upset about how our body looks in photos or used to look, or we're sitting with this yucky feeling and all we want to do is feel peace. And I think that that is, that is the way we get to radical acceptance with our bodies, which again, I'm going to argue that being body positive does not mean that I have to love all the parts of my body. I think it's just fair for us to give ourselves time to acknowledge what we believe that we're going to lose out on. I think it's even more fair for us to acknowledge what we need in this moment. Uh, And I know for myself, I think the worst part of grief is grieving alone. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross says that grief shared is grief abated. And so that is why the resources that I have exist, because I want other people to know you are not alone in the feelings that suck, especially in relationship to your body. In fact, that is what is the majority is probably feeling, but not talking about and not knowing how to talk about it. And I think that's what we're doing here is we're just creating language around body discomfort. And what you'll find in time, if you can implement the lessons taught in the audio workshop into your daily practice. Eventually, what you will find is that it burns, but it burns less. I will give you an example. Just like if you have to let go of a piece of clothing, that initial feeling of being sad that you have to say goodbye to a piece of clothing might suck. But eventually, you move on. Eventually, and you'll find, you'll find your footing again. It doesn't mean that the loss wasn't real. It just means you were able to move through it. And I think there's a lot of variations and a lot of things to consider. And so as always, just being mindful of your own needs emotionally. For instance, if you have a lot of trauma and a lot of experiences around body grief, I'm sorry, not just body grief, but regular grief, this is going to be a hard practice for you to begin with. And it's a hard practice in and of itself. But I think the key is compassion and making space, holding that space and trying to implement new and different systems so that we can explore our thoughts without judgment, because that is radical acceptance, is being able to look at a situation with curiosity, without judgment and accept what is. I learned that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was actually trying to add a stage to grief. So let me quickly go over the stages of grief with you. So there are five stages. And one of the things that Elizabeth talks about is not that they're not linear, right? It's not that we go through these stages like check, check. uh, But the first is denial, then anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and then the final stage that they're trying to include is finding meaning, is finding purpose. Because I think for many of us, our suffering, our pain, our grief, our loss feels meaningless. But when we can find meaning or purpose for it, it gives us reason and purpose to keep moving forward. So for me, you are my meaning, my purpose. For me, you are my, my meaning. You make meaning for this for me. Three years ago, when I made my page or two and a half, I never imagined that I would have a podcast or a platform where people wanted to hear what I have to say. And so I made my grief something relatable and there were so many people who were saying me too and that surprised me and it comforted me because i was like man i wish i could tell you exactly how i got where i am so you can get where i am and that's that's yeah and that's sort of how the birth of body image with brie grew to something more than just a blog and I I you know, I want to provide psychoeducation. That's why I, I put so much on my page. But I want to help end eating disorders. That's been my goal and my mission from the start. And I believe that talking about body image is crucial in doing that because we need to begin these conversations around body and body discomfort and body grief when when kids are young, that we need to normalize bodies look different and bodies will change. And it's not bad, but it's part of life. It is acceptance. And I also believe, and this will be another podcast episode at some point, but a lot of this is tied up in our self-worth and our, and our self-esteem. Because I often feel like when we are grieving, we often feel out of control and we try to do anything we can to feel in control. So for many people, especially around body grief, we diet, right? That's the first thing we go to is let me up my exercise game. Let me, you know, go back to the gym. You know, I fell, fallen off the wagon. It gives us a semblance of control. But at the end of the day, it's not fixing anything. And uh, I'll joke about this, but I, my example of this is like, if you experience a bad breakup, it's like, you know, moving your furniture or changing your hair. It might make you feel better for a little bit, but it's not actually resolving the problem. And, and someone might argue to me like, oh, well, Bree, you know, making sure to eat balanced and and exercising are healthy things. So why, you know, isn't that the whole point of all of intuitive eating is focusing on the habits? Yes, absolutely. But not at the cost of your body and its relationship to it. Because body image at its core is a mindset issue. It is not a body issue. And I know that and I believe that because, again, if we go back to that example of body grief, where you're looking at a picture and you can remember a time when you didn't like how your body looked in the moment, and now you're looking at it and you're like, I have no idea what I saw because I don't see that now. It shows you how much of this is in your mind. Body grief is can be deceptive because we remember with rose-colored glasses. We remember things. And I'll ask myself, I'll ask people, was everything truly copacetic at that time? Did I really was it really as great as I had romanticized it to be in my brain? And oftentimes I believe the answer is no. But I also think we don't really know any better. When we know better, we do better. So grief is a huge topic to undertake, which is why I created my body grievers group. But in the meantime, what do we do with our body grief? To just begin to normalize grief, normalize the feeling of sadness. And the way we can do that is very simple. And it is by adding the words, and that's okay, to the end of our statements. I am disappointed that I have to throw out or have to donate my clothes and get new clothes and that's okay. I am sad that I don't fit into my wedding dress and that's okay. I am sad that I needed to get a seatbelt extender on an airplane and that's okay. If we can continue to normalize body grief and our feelings of discomfort, eventually they will not accost you when they come up. We will notice them we will observe them, we will grieve them, and we will find peace. And that is my hope for you. Hey, thanks for joining me for this episode of Body Image with Brie. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a comment below or share this link with somebody you care about. If you are interested in learning more about how you can work with me, you can email me at bodyimagewithbree@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And for more podcast episodes in which I've been a guest on, you'll find that in the link tree in my Instagram. Thanks again for being here and until next time.